Hey lovely, you're listening to the She Dreams All Day podcast with your gal pal and fellow introvert, Mia Brox. That's me, by the way. This is a safe space for all introverts and dreamers looking to realize their dreams of shining online with confidence so they can build a dreamy online business, make an impact in the world, and that ka-ching while being 100% themselves and having fun in the process. And around here, the introvert hangover is of course sold separately. I'm all about empowering you to step into your superpower and become quietly confident online. I'm also about Friends, the TV show, chocolate, milk chocolate, and coffee with cream. And just so you know, quiet people can do amazing things because we totally can. So get ready to feel inspired, learn, laugh out loud, and let's be alone together, have an honest chat about how cool introverts are as we dive into today's episode. Hey, lovely, and welcome to the Should Dreams all day podcast. Thank you for hitting play today. I really appreciate you. I don't take for granted that you listen to this episode. I love you. I love you a lot. (laughs) And today I have a very special guest on the podcast. Her name is Jess Williamson. She is an amazing business and mindset coach from sunny Perth, Australia. Although she says it's winter there now, gets very confusing with the seasons. Anyway, she is an amazing mindset and business coach, and we dive into just that. Mindset strategies specifically for introverts in business because she is an introvert herself, and what you're about to witness is actually the two of us getting to know each other as we're doing the interview, which is always a weird thing, but also really cool that we are able to connect from around the world and come together and just talk about how cool introverts are, which is what this podcast is all about. So she shares so much value in this episode. I mean, during the recording, I was nodding my head so much that my neck is actually hurting right now. Like I'm not even lying. (laughs) And I also apologize in advance for me going, "Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah, because I'm just agreeing to everything she says because the advice she shares is so, so, so good. And I'm sure you're going to love this episode. Make sure to connect with Jess. We're going to leave the links to all the things that she's got going on in her business below this episode or in the show notes. And yes, this is the first episode ever in which I have not experienced a single blooper from the guest. Gasp, right? I am also quite in shock. I mean, I supplied some bloopers. I don't even know if we're going to have a blooper reel for this episode, but maybe I'll just supply all the bloopers. Who knows what my editor will make out of this? (laughs) But nonetheless, I'm so excited for you to listen in on this conversation. Jess is amazing. She's all about creating an overflow of abundance and an impact without sacrificing your lifestyle. So, so good. Without further ado, cue the interview. Hey, Jess, and welcome to the She Dreams All Day podcast. I am so, so excited to chat with you today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I honestly almost just said welcome this. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for welcoming me. (laughs) So what you, the listener about to witness right now, are actually two introverts getting to know each other live during a podcast interview, which is crazy and kind of weird as well, but beautiful. One, I, I assume in sunny Perth, right? It hasn't been very sunny. It's oh. coming into winter now, but the sun is out, but I am wearing like head to toe tracksuit. But oh. I mean, it's still like 
20 degrees Celsius, which is not very cold at all. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. That's yeah. That's like summer for us up here in Scandinavia land. So uh, that's pretty yeah. sweet. <laughs> well, I can't complain, but I mean, it's pretty cold for me. <laughs> so so good to connect with you and i'm so excited to get you to know you better during this episode so first of all i would just love for you to quickly share who you are and what you do for my listeners who are not yet familiar with your brand and what you do yeah so i'm jess and i also have my podcast couch chats which i'm actually changing the name just to my name soon nice (laughs) but i am a business and mindset coach and over the past i think it's almost six or seven years since i started my first business but i've had four different businesses and grown and scaled them globally and sold and exited and all of that fun stuff. But I've been doing my coaching for the last four years, which is something I am so, so passionate about just going deep into the mindset and shifting beliefs and creating new beliefs and all of that fun stuff, as well as simple business strategies And my background is also marketing. So I tend to dive a bit into marketing and all of that fun stuff as well. Amazing, amazing. We're going to dig into all the mindset stuff, which I'm sure my listeners and I will get a lot of value out of because it's such a huge part of running a business, especially as an introvert. But I am all about, well, my motto is quiet people can do amazing things. And I believe that you really are a testament to that. I mean, you just shared something amazing on your Instagram stories, a result that you had in business, which is so, so amazing. So congratulations to that. And it's so exciting. And I think we can both agree that being an introvert is kind of awesome. And we're kind of cool. We're the cool people of the world. We're not boring. We're fun and awesome people. I I can go on and on about this, but anyway, I would love to, and my listeners to obviously hear more about your journey as an introvert in business, because now you have a personal brand and you're a coach and you're doing all these incredible things, but I would love to hear a little bit about what that journey has looked like for you, you know, especially being an introvert in business, you know, has it always been easy for you to show up, to shine online? Like, what does that look like? Because I know it's so different for everybody. I was in hiding for three years before I showed up. (laughs) So I would love to hear a little bit about how that has been for you you know, you being your, the face and the name of your brand today. Yes. So rewind six years ago, I definitely was not the face of any brand. That's Mm. for sure. I started my first business, which was actually a swimwear brand. And I'd always had like a super deep self-belief and confidence in what I was capable of. But at the same time, I didn't want anyone to know it was me. So I didn't put my name on my website. I didn't tell anyone. Like it was even so scary just telling some of my friends and what might they think and they might judge me and all of these thoughts came up. And so it was probably a good two to three years similar to yourself where I was like kicking massive goals. I was at New York Fashion Week. I was doing all of this cool stuff and On a side note, the scariest thing you can do as an introvert is walk on the runway at New York Fashion Week, not as a model, but (sighs) as a designer. You know how designers come out at the end and they give a little wave. Normally they take about three steps and then they walk back. But 
The lady saw that I was nervous, so she got the model to hold my hand and a model walked out with me and the model did what a model does and she walked and she kept walking and she kept walking and walking and walking to the end of the runway. And guess what? This was an Australian showcase of top Australian brands and in the audience were actual like Australian celebrities and here's me walking on the runway being so seen, so visible and I was like... (gasps) oh my god she keeps walking and I can't turn around it's going to be so awkward so I kept going and this is like 100 meters long it was really long oh my god I'm um, picturing this in my head like you were like so scary (laughs) but it was also like the best thing ever because she just kept going I had no choice to just keep going and I was the only designer that had photos of myself with my designs on the model at the yeah. end of the catwalk you know where all the photographers are and yeah. I had all this incredible footage that I wouldn't have had otherwise so that's just a random fun fact of oh like my god getting out of my comfort zone that is crazy New York Fashion Week as an introvert strutting down the runway that yeah. is that is amazing that's such an amazing so, story wow yeah so I mean from there it took me a while and I had a personal Instagram but I never used it, it was like you know once in a year post when it's like something special occasion you know the usual personal account situation yeah. and then about three years in I created a personal brand account and I was like, okay, I'll start sharing like a little bit of behind the scenes of what I'm doing in business. But it was more like, I'm just going to do it for the people that know me. I wasn't really trying to build a personal brand. And even today, like I'm still working through things. Like I'm very out there. I say what I want. Like I've kind of stripped back so many layers, but we can always go one layer deeper. But Really for me, the first time that I kind of put myself out there, I actually asked to speak at an event and everyone who's an introvert right now is probably like, what do you mean you asked? What do you mean I'm you volunteered? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? But I, here's why I did it because I said to myself, okay, I've got a business and I need cheap and free ways to market my business right now. And I believe so much in my business and myself And a solution that I saw was, okay, there are women in business events popping up all around. And let me just ask if I can speak at one and just say a few things. And one lady actually said yes. And she was like, okay, you're not going to be a main speaker, but I'll give you five minutes before all the main speakers. And I was like, okay, great. But also shitting myself. (laughs) Okay, great. I've got it. But like, holy shit, what have I just done? Um, But so I practiced for four weeks for five minutes to literally say, hey, here's me and what I've done. And here's a few photos. And that was all I had to do. I practiced for four weeks. I had sleepless nights, I think, for a whole week beforehand. And this was a 7 a.m. breakfast event. There was only about 30 people there, but it's it was still big. And it was a a. 7am breakfast event. And I still remember thinking to myself, how can I have a shot of vodka at 7am and drive? And I was like, nah, I can't do it. But these thoughts crossed my mind. I was like, this is so scary. I need like, I need something. Don't recommend it. Don't recommend that being the the solution. No, but I relate to this. Like I can relate. I've been in similar situations. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I did it. And 
I was so, so nervous. My arms were like flying around everywhere. And you know, the clicker that does the slideshow, you press the button and it changes the slides. Yeah. I was flinging my arms around so much that I accidentally threw the clicker on the floor really hard and broke it for all of the rest of the actual speakers that were meant to go after me. And the lady who organized the event looked very angry and I was like oh shit and then I had to continue my speech and there was just like oh my god all this, all this is this like happening. a movie I can like yeah. literally feel <laughs> the pain you went through like I I feel nervous for you now just hearing yeah. you speak about this but it's so it's all about you know facing your fears and doing it anyway that's kind of cheesy yeah. but you know it really does work I presume because here you are now like doing Definitely. all these amazing things I mean that was one step and now I know okay next time let's not break the clicker and it will be better. And then, you know, next time it will be better and better. But after that, we were like mingling and one girl came up to me and she said, thank you so much for sharing. Like that was really inspiring. And I was like, what? I thought I screwed that up so badly. And so that was a big lesson for me in that just because we think we're doing a shit job or we look silly or it's embarrassing or you never know how it's being received. So that was like one of the biggest lessons that I learned early on. And now I always approach any situation, whether it's online or in person or speaking events or whatever it might be. And I just assume that it's always received in the best way and always received in the most amazing way. And that has helped me so much. So that was kind of the start of me getting out of my comfort zone. And wow. every little bit has just built up from that. Now I get on podcasts and have no idea what I'm going to say, but I just <laughs> get on and I can say it. And it's pretty cool. So it really just took a lot of practice, but also at the same time, it was like getting to the root of like, what are the beliefs that I'm holding on to? Is it a fear of judgment? Because mm-hmm. there's a difference between being an introvert and hiding. So for me, it was a massive shift when I realized that you don't have to be super loud or like super extroverted to be noticed or to make an impact. And even until probably just two years ago, or even like one year ago, I was booked to speak at an event. And I was like, okay, I've got to really channel my inner extrovert and like get into the zone and like prep myself. And I was like, wait, why do I have to do that? Like, why do I have to be like, woo, let's go. Like, that's just so unnatural. Like if you just heard that, that would just be so cringy. (laughs) But I was like, for so long, I thought that to be heard, to be seen, to be taken seriously, or for people to see me as an expert, as an authority, I need to be louder. Mm. And then you have these people online who are saying, hey, I found my authentic self and now I swear all the time and I say whatever I want. And I'm like, maybe I need to swear more. Maybe I need to like start swearing. And then I'm like, I don't swear. So why would I swear? Like, I can't even say the F word. That's how I say it, the F word. Cause like, it's so just, it's not me. So why would I start swearing? And then I had this huge realization, like just because that's authentic to them to be louder, bolder and I have definitely gotten bolder. Like if people looked at my Instagram or my podcast, they maybe wouldn't know that I'm an introvert, but I still get super nervous. I think everyone does, but yeah, I kind of worked through a lot of that and really realized that there is so much power. Like you said, in being an introvert is so, so cool. We are the cool ones. Yes. There are so (laughs) many cool things when we dive into it and realize that 
that's pretty cool too. You don't have to be loud and swear. You can be quiet, but still make a huge impact as well. Yeah. Oh, so powerful. I love that you share that journey with us. So, so exciting. So after all, you are the mindset queen. Like that's what I (laughs) think when I look at your content, you're the mindset queen, especially when it comes to business and mindset is such a huge part of running a business. I don't know, maybe it was Tony Robbins who said that it's, you know, 80% mindset, 20% strategy, or I really believe it's like 95% mindset and then 5% strategy, to be honest. Because the strategies don't have to be complicated. So if you're using the wrong strategies, it's probably more strategy because you're doing too much. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, mindset is so, so important. What are some of the mindset themes that often come up uh, in your clients in business when you're, when you're coaching them? Like what are some of the common limiting beliefs? Cause I know for me, especially it was the whole, what will people think? What if I fail? And, you know, there are countless of limiting beliefs, but what are the most common ones that, you know, you yourself have worked through, but also help your clients work through? Yeah. So for me, it's an interesting one because I've always had this crazy mindset that anything is possible. Like I defied so many odds, like did things that I could have used so many excuses not to do them, but I those thoughts never even crossed my mind, which was pretty cool. But, you know, as I grew, as I gained more of a profile or like building my online audience and things, I felt more seen. And then I had to move through those new beliefs. And then there's yeah. money beliefs when you reach new levels. So it never that goes was kind away. Of, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my journey. But some of the common beliefs, I love that you mentioned fear of failure because I personally don't believe in failure. I don't believe that there's such a thing because when we think about it, we can only fail if we do something or we make a choice that is not aligned to us. Mm -hmm. If we choose something based on someone else's expectations or what they want from us. And so let's look at it in the fact of, okay, your business isn't making as much money as you would want. And When you look at, okay, I value success as my number one thing. I value taking risks. I value doing that and making that happen. There's always a way. There's always a way to make a business work. And it's not always easy, but if you really want it to work, there's always a way. And then on the other side of things, if you really value stability, financial security, and you make a choice to stop your business and instead choose to go and get a job or do something else, then that's still a choice that you've made in your best interest. So when you think about it, failure only really happens when we let our fear of what others think, of what others perceive us as, or like if we make a choice that is not aligned to us. So I always think there's no such thing as failure because it's just like, People say it's a redirection, but I like to break it down like that because really it's just a choice of what is best for us. And we can only be judged based on taking the best actions for ourselves. And if people want to misunderstand that, then that's really on them. Yeah. Oh, I'm nodding my head so much. I'm going to get like a neck (laughs) issue, but uh, that's so true. Like Failing is just another word for learning. You're just, you know, mm-hmm. experiencing something, you take away something from that experience and you try something else or try again. So yeah. I love, I love your definition of failing. 
So good. And there are so many things, like if I had that kind of mindset, there are so many things along my journey that I would have taken as failures. There was the time that I emptied my entire life savings and had negative dollars in my bank account. There was the time that I started five different businesses and realized they weren't for me and either sold them, exited or closed them down. There are so many times where I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on things that were possibly a scam or, you know, possibly things that just weren't right or didn't work or didn't have a return on investment. There were so many, so many times, but I don't really point them out or I don't really, I don't personally see them as failures, but I like to share that because people might say, oh, it's okay for you, Jess. But I actually just shared on my podcast on the win that you just mentioned that I made 250 in profit, K in profit in the past year. And on that, I actually shared like a really in-depth story. I won't go into it now, but like when I literally emptied my life savings and I was burnt out to the max and hit rock bottom, I could have very well said business is not for me. Yeah, I can't do it too hard, not for me, but I had the deepest belief within that I was capable of success. And it didn't even cross my mind to quit. Mm-hmm. Didn't even cross my mind to say, no, nope, can't do it. I'm just going to stay at this job that I hate. I just was like, okay, that's a shit situation. Have my cry, have my breakdown. And what's the next step? So it really does come from mindset. And so back to your question, that was a long, <laughs> like, <laughs> I love a good tangent. <laughs> but some of the most common things that come up is definitely the fear of failure. And then fear of judgment for sure, especially with more introverted people, which I also tend to attract a lot of introverts because they Mm -hmm. kind of relate to my energy and all of that as well. And so it's that fear of judgment and whether it's fear of judgment of what do friends and family think, which is usually a big piece early on. Maybe you don't have a lot of friends in business or people that can guide you on that. So, you know, it's, what do they think? And now you're going outside of what they had put you in, like this box of who you were and who you were meant to be and what you were capable of. And so there's judgment there. And then there's also judgment from yourself. Like, who are you to do this? And are you really capable of this? And then there's judgment from strangers online. And Mm. there is so much. And especially as introverts, that is probably the number one thing because there is a reason why we're quieter. Firstly, because of our energy and everything works differently and we love our alone time. But there's maybe a time where we were taught like being seen is unsafe for us. And so there's a huge fear of like being seen and vulnerable and like that's going to open me up to haters. But I'm actually in the mindset now of what is it that I truly believe and want to say? Firstly, will this trigger or upset someone? If yes, then great. (laughs) If no, then I'm probably hiding still, or I'm probably watering myself down because no matter what you say, it's going to upset someone. Someone is going to judge you. Even for me sharing my income online, I was like, some people are going to think this is ridiculous to say out loud. Some people will be like, well, she's a bit arrogant sharing this online. And I know that that's going to be there. Some people are going to be saying that, but I come back to my why and like how this is going to help people. So fear of judgment, hundred percent. And then there's also like fear of success because we often have these stories that success equals hard work. And when we believe that success equals hard work, success looks scary. 
because then we say, okay, then I have to sacrifice my rest time. Then I have to sacrifice my time with my family or friends or whoever else. And so we fear success, even if consciously you're like, of course I don't, Jess. Of course I want success. Like, don't be silly. Deep down, subconsciously, you've probably got these beliefs where success is harmful to you. Like your brain wants to keep you safe. So if your brain is seeing more success, more income, more clients, more success as a threat, then civil sabotage comes in. Okay. I know this is kind of awkward. You're in the middle of the episode and I do apologize, but I just need to mention that if you are a fellow introvert, fellow dreamer, entrepreneur, and you're feeling kind of lonely in business, I get it. I felt super lonely as well in the beginning. And that's why I created my community, my membership, the She Dreams All Day membership. It's all about bringing the introverted entrepreneurs of the world, the amazing people of the world together in one place so that we can grow together, we can support one another and hold each other accountable and basically just become business besties. That's my goal. If you want to learn more about the membership, make sure you check it out at shadreamsallday.com forward slash membership. This sounds like such an infomercial. I do apologize. We are going to get back to the episode right now but i just want to take 10 seconds i don't know if this is 20 seconds to share the introvert love and let you know that there is a safe space for you to come and hang online with us in the she dreams all day membership where you get monthly master classes on a topic designed to grow your business grow your audience and your mindset and we also have live q a's every single month which are really fun plus we have challenges that are also really fun all right Back to the episode. Ding, ding, ding. That's a little tune to get you back to the episode. Ding, ding, ding. So there are so many nuances and so many things behind the scenes. And then the other one that I see a lot is procrastination or lack of motivation. And while that's not necessarily a limiting belief in itself, a lot of people struggle with motivation and procrastination. And they think that, okay, I just need to get better at my to-do list. I need to get like, I need to go and buy all of the planners and like have my whiteboard and like organize this on the wall and like put everything in and like be extra organized. And you do that for a few hours and then you've actually gotten no further towards your goals. And the reason why people tend to procrastinate or are like lacking motivation is again, because they are holding on to a belief where their business is a threat. And of course your brain is going to be like, Hey, what about Netflix? Let's go. And I'm all for watching Netflix. Go <laughs> yeah, for I've it. Seen. <laughs> but, but from a place of like, Hey, I'm allowing myself to rest, not, Hey, I'm yeah. going to do this instead of working towards my goals <laughs> or like <laughs> distracting myself. So if your brain sees that as a problem, it's going to distract you. It's going to create things for you to do in procrastination. It's going to give you lack of motivation. So there are so many things. So many. But what I will say about limiting beliefs is that there is always something deeper below the core. So like I shared the example of motivation, all of the, like, whether it's lack of sales, hey, I'm lacking sales in my business. Can you give me more marketing or sales strategies would be the logical option. But There's probably a mindset block around why you're not getting sales. Therefore, you're not showing up in the right way. And then therefore you're getting no more sales, which reaffirms your belief, which then creates this like whole downward spiral. So that is my rant for the day. (laughs) But basically, (laughs) basically, like if you have a challenge, if you have a problem, if you keep hitting the same roadblocks, if you keep 
having the same narratives or things coming up for you in your business. If you keep attracting painful clients or, you know, all of these things, there is likely a belief creating that reality for you. It has nothing to do with your sales strategies. It has nothing to do with your marketing strategies and everything to do with your beliefs. And so I've actually created a free like workbook on my website, but basically, and I can send you the link and things if you want to pop it in. Yes. But basically I walk through four main steps to kind of identifying this. So the first thing is, okay, I'm procrastinating a lot, or let's go with the sales example. Cause I think a lot of people have that. So, okay. I feel like I'm doing the thing. I feel like I'm showing up online. I feel like I'm marking myself, but no one's buying and I'm getting really annoyed that no one's buying. And then I feel like giving up on my business. So if we ask a level deeper, it's like, okay, what is the belief around sales here? And the belief oftentimes is I don't fully believe that people are going to buy or I don't fully believe that I'm worthy of my prices or I don't fully believe that I'm expert enough or have enough experience. And so we get one level deeper and that's okay. So you don't feel like you're worthy of charging your price or you don't feel experienced enough what's a level below that and then maybe it comes back to oh it's just that I would never pay that so no one would ever pay that so then step two once we've dug a bit deeper and this is something that I work with my clients on because I love pretty much they talk and I see between what they're actually saying and I'm like hey this is actually what I'm hearing from you because sometimes Mm -hmm. it is really hard you can easily go through this and it's like okay but why Okay, but why? And we keep digging deeper. And then the next step is to realize that that's not the truth at all. Like the truth around, oh, look, no one would ever pay that. Well, firstly, that's not true at all because there's people charging all sorts of prices and making all sorts of sales. And so once we understand that, all right, my belief is not actually true, then we can replace it with a belief that is going to help us. So instead of saying, no one's buying, I'm not worthy of, you know, the sales or the whatever it might be. What is a new affirmation or belief that you want to believe? And perhaps that is, I am a magnet to my dream clients and I am more than worthy of charging my price or they love to pay me well for whatever it is that I do, right? So now we've got that. Just doing that is like, the homework before the work. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the homework before all the work. And then when we want to rewrite a belief, our brains are like neuroplastic. We can mold them, shape them, create new things in our minds. So we need to start doing it over and over and over until it becomes deeply ingrained in our subconscious mind, which when you think about it, if you've ever driven a car, the first time you go somewhere, you probably have the GPS on and you're watching every turn and you're like, okay, great. I'm paying tons of attention. And then you go there, like, let's say you're going to your mum's house or somewhere where you go really often and you're driving and you're like, oh my God, how did I get here? Like, <laughs> I'm just magically here. And I didn't even, like, how did that happen? I don't know, but my brain checked out and here I am happened. And that's because our subconscious mind has done it over and over and over and over again until it becomes automatic. 
So we're not actively sitting here thinking, I better remember to beat my heart and I better remember to like activate the muscle that opens my lungs and like breathes our subconscious mind handling it. So if our subconscious mind can keep us alive without us having to think about it, then we can create these beliefs that automatically just happen. But to start with, they need to be conscious. So there's all sorts of activities that you can do. But basically affirmations is a good place to start. But the key to affirmations is not just saying, oh, hey, I'm worthy because your brain's not going to believe that. So I like to do ones instead of saying, I'm a millionaire. It's like I am getting closer and closer every day to being a millionaire or hitting my million dollar goals. That's something your brain is like, well, hell yeah, I am. Like it's pretty believable, Mm -hmm. but also it's creating that belief of, it is happening. So there's things that you can use. You can use anchors and like all these other tools that I work with my clients on, but that's kind of where I think I'll, I'll leave that today because that then we're going to get too deep into this, but <laughs> hopefully that helps because yeah, I get that sure. question a lot around what is the most common limiting belief and how can we overcome it? But if you're treating someone else's limiting belief or like a thing that you think is your limiting belief, such as you know, procrastination, then you're really just putting a bandaid on it. And instead of treating the actual cause. So I just wanted to deep dive into that a little bit. Yes. (laughs) I love it. That's so, so helpful. Thank you so much for going deep with the mindset work. Cause it's, you know, us introverts, we like to go deep, right? Yes, (laughs) we do. We will definitely link to your workbook in the show notes. So everybody go check that out. And I was going to ask, like, what are some practices that one can implement to do this work? But I think, you know, the affirmations, as you said, is a good place to start. So thank you so much for sharing that as well. And it really is like, it has to be believable for your brain. Like you're not just going to think or believe that you are a millionaire when there's no evidence of that. You know, the brain is always looking for evidence of what you, you say and think. So that's also really helpful for people listening in to understand that it has to be believable for your brain now, but then obviously I assume you can change up that affirmation. And as you get more confident and start to reframe that limiting belief. So amazing. Now we have to talk about something because you are so consistent on Instagram. And I just want to ask you how you do that as an introvert. Like, are there any tactics or practices or energy management or boundaries that you set in order to be so freaking consistent on Instagram and your podcast? Cause I see you all the time on stories. And, <laughs> and so I just have to ask like, what is your secret? Can you share with us? What, how do you do that? Yeah. So there are definitely days when I'm not feeling it. And on those days, I still just like post up an image or like yesterday I shared a pretty detailed story but I was like hey I'm just going to take a photo of my wall and type it instead I couldn't be bothered getting my face on I was in my pajamas all day yesterday (laughs) so wasn't wasn't a vibe normally I'll jump on regardless of how I look but I wasn't feeling it and so that was kind of a big stories day but other days like people tag me in things and I'll just reshare those couple of stories so there are definitely days but I don't post any stories or anything on the weekends. So Mm -hmm. I take the whole weekend off. Sometimes I will if I'm really doing something fun or I really just want to share something. But 
I don't really go on social media on the weekends and it allows me to just reconnect with myself and my partner and just be present with whatever I'm doing. And then I just build in a lot of space and rest in my weeks. So even though it looks like I'm on social media a lot, Today I shared like a mini house tour because I've just moved in my house, which is like totally irrelevant from my content, but people keep asking and I released a podcast about uh, manifesting this house. So I thought I'm going to do that. (laughs) But it took me, I think I put up like one slide saying, hey, do you want to see it on stories or a live? And then I, while I was making a sandwich, I did about four slides. So to be honest, all up, I think I was on stories 20 minutes. Yeah, doing putting some stories up and that includes like thinking time and writing stuff on the screen and all of that so probably like 20 minutes and it's more about being intentional because if you don't really know what you're going to be putting on there and then you get lost scrolling and then you'll get lost replying to dms or whatever it is so if you're more intentional with okay i'm going to share this and this is my goal behind it that's where we can retain our energy because we're not just doing stories and posts because someone said you need to be consistent online. <laughs> All mm-hmm. of my stories and posts are selling, selling mm-hmm. an idea, selling my podcast, selling my service, whatever it is, every single thing I do on there is selling. And some people might be like, oh my God, don't people get sick of you selling? But I do it in a way like you literally made a banana bread and you're like, hey, I was inspired by Jess making a banana bread <laughs> on your Instagram. <laughs> you and sold like, that idea to me. <laughs> I wasn't, that wasn't my goal, but I was like, hey, it's still selling. So if you show up with like an intention of what is my goal for the stories today, it no longer becomes a chore because I'm like, okay, my goal for today is to get people to listen to the podcast mm. and the whole day is about that. And that's it. And then I feel done. Like I don't feel like I need to get on later and share more or try and sell something. So that definitely helps. But also pretty much every day I have a two-hour lunch break. I usually watch some Netflix or, you know, reality TV (laughs) or doing whatever I need to recharge that is just like mindless. You know, I don't think about work. I don't do that. I also get a lot of sleep. So I have a lot of space in my week and days where it also allows me to show up. But there are also the days when I'm deep in my work and that is just a lot of energy already. And then I just, I also just give myself permission to not post or not show up. But I think the biggest thing for me, whenever I felt like I didn't have anything to say, it's because I was trying to people please or I was trying to say the right thing or what would other people find valuable let me do that whereas when I've like busted through those beliefs I'm almost like I have so much I need to say and introverts can still say a lot like when we're on a roll we're on a roll Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I realized that the only reason why I might not have been showing up sometimes was because I was actually trying to ask myself, what do other people want from me? Instead of just saying, what do I want to say? What do I want to do? What is my message? And just saying it, who cares kind of style and it'll land with the right people. So there was also that. 
Oh my God. I hope people aren't annoyed by the fact that I'm going, mm, yeah, <laughs> all the time <laughs> when you're talking. That's so annoying. Uh, pardon me. But I was just going to say, like, I love everything that you shared right now, especially about, you know, setting daily t- intentions for your Instagram stories, like asking yourself the question, what do I want to share today? And then, you know, either being very intuitive in how you show up on Instagram stories or planning it out. You know, it depends on how you're wired, but I also actually pre-film some stuff sometimes like no one knows all the time. You'd, I don't even change my shirt sometimes, but I'm like, I don't do it all the time because then I get to the day and I'm like, actually, I really want to say something different. And now I'm just like going to say something different, but then I've got these things there that I can just put up when I want. So that's also helpful. I love pre-recording some stories. I do it all the time, like a lot. (laughs) So when I'm on a roll with stories, I almost do like too many stories and I'm like, oh, but I'm just on a roll. I'm in the energy of it. Like this is happening. And then other days I'm like deep in the work and I'm like, my brain can't even think of stories, but then it's great because I've saved some stuff and didn't bombard people too much on the other day. That is such a good tip because you don't want to have too many stories, right? You don't want to have like a hundred stories. So like spacing it out and saving it and uploading it again. Yes. Such a good tip. I love that. So I, you already mentioned it kind of, but I know that you're all about the freedom lifestyle, you know, watching reality TV in the middle of the day, going to the beach in the middle of the week. (laughs) I know like that is your jam, but for anyone who wants that for themselves, you know, that freedom lifestyle to move their butt closer to time freedom and just have live a life, like build a business around their life. I know that you are all about that. What would be your number one tip to anyone who wants that for themselves? You know, watch reality TV during the day, going to the beach, whenever, like, what is that first step that they need to take? Yeah, there's so many. So obviously you can, again, like similar to the procrastination things, you can rejig your calendar. You can book in, hey, I'm going to the beach. Hey, I'm going to have two hour lunch breaks like Jess. And I have my feel good Fridays where every Friday I literally just do whatever makes me feel good. And you could rearrange your calendar like that. But then what happens is guilt sets in and it's like, oh, I know I'm relaxing, but like, I should be working and anxiety sets in and it's like, oh, but if I'm relaxing too much, then I won't hit my goals. And all of these beliefs come in that pretty much say it's not safe to slow down. And the biggest affirmation that I have is like, it is safe for me to slow down and I can create huge levels of success because people still believe deep down that if I slow down, if I take out too much time from my business, I might still hit some great goals, but I'm not going to hit as big goals. And it's like, actually, we can collapse time. We can create whatever reality we want to dream of. So it really starts with getting rid of the belief that success equals hard work and that we won't hit as big of a goal if we take this time out. Because I remember when I had my swimwear brand, I never went to the beach. I had a swimwear brand. And I never went to the beach and it's just wild because I told myself I was always too busy. Or when I did go there, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to bring some swimwear and do some photos, flat lays on the sand. And I was like trying to make every moment of my day productive. So that came from an anxiety of it's not safe to slow down. So that was a huge shift for me. 
But then also it does come to these simple strategies. So is your business set up in a way, in a business model sense, that can allow you to earn the income that you want and work how you want? And a lot of people say to me, like, Jess, how do you work so little or like, I still work guys. I still work. I'm going to preface this with like, <laughs> we're not, we're not about not working because then you're not going to hit your goals. We're about working intentionally and like in the right areas, but not hustling to do that. We need to set up the business structure in a way that allows that. And so people often ask me, how do you do this, Jess, when you still do one-on-one coaching? Like, isn't it time for money situation? And a lot of people think, okay, the only answer to my freedom lifestyle is to sell a course. I'm going to tell you right now, courses are the hardest thing to sell and the hardest thing to communicate because yes, I have courses and I have different things, but people really want human connection more than ever these days. And I feel like courses, and this might just be my own experience, but what's worked for me has been like a combination of one-on-one masterclasses, courses, like a few different things, but you don't have to only build a course. If you want a freedom lifestyle, you don't have to do things a certain way that someone says, but building a business model that is going to allow you to have some time back is key. So whether you are working on your pricing, which again is going to be huge mindset work because you can easily triple 10 times your price right now, but you're not going to show up and sell it with confidence. You're not going to do that if you don't feel aligned and anchored to it. So really it all comes back to mindset. You can schedule things in your calendar. I do. I schedule Pilates. I schedule beach time. I schedule all of the two hour lunch breaks, everything in my calendar for that structure. But it really comes from firstly having those beliefs and allowing myself to have that time to do what it is that I want and trust in knowing that I'm still here to create big things. So many nuggets, so many wisdom nuggets in this episode. Thank you so much for sharing all of this, Jess. I really, really appreciate your time. And before you leave us for today, I just want our audience to know where they can find out more about you. What have you got going on? And everyone has to go and check out that workbook because doing that work is it's the whole foundation for your business success. So definitely we'll link that in the show notes, but where can people get to know you better, Jess? Yeah. So people can definitely come and hang out on Instagram at jess.williamson8. And like you said, I'm quite active on there. So yes, into my DMs, come and have a chat anytime. I'd love to connect. And also on my podcast, which will be called the Jess Williamson podcast. So you can just probably search my name or the links will be in my bio. And then I've got a bunch of free resources and courses and all sorts of things on my website to really help you work through the mindset things, but also to build that freedom business as well. Nice. We will link to everything in the show notes and thank you so, so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's honestly so much fun getting to chat and just go so deep. (laughs) Bye. This is our first blooper, everybody. (laughs) Normally pretty happy for most of it to go in, but that sounds fun. I almost want to make a mistake. Yeah. (laughs) Today, I really, really appreciate So what are the the recurring, you know, limiting beliefs that you, you, let me rephrase that. Actually, did I say that wrong? Um...
Yeah. I've forgotten what I was even saying. <laughs> Your first blooper. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay. Cass, I'm like, such a mess today.